Today's reading is Mark 11, 1 through 11. It can be found on your screen. This is God's word. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at the doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything. But since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite you to pray with me. Heavenly God, we come together as a community to do what the church has been doing for hundreds and hundreds of years. And as a community, we come from different places. We may come just dabbling and checking things out. Um, we may come with curiosity and feeling like we don't know a whole lot, but we are intrigued in some way by um, something you're doing in our lives or some way that you are becoming real for us. Others of us might come and there's a feeling of walking away from you or giving you one last chance, a feeling of being burned or feeling abandoned and wondering um, if, if it's been crazy to be putting faith in you and we might want to go another way instead. Or we might come with a lot of hurt or wounds, things may be reopened in, in recent days or weeks. We might come thinking about the bigger events of history and the globe. We might think of, we might be thinking about something very real and personal that no one will know about this morning. All of these things, we come to you and, and we, we are looking in one way or another for you to put a stamp or an imprint on our journey this morning. All of us have deep inside of us a hope that there is an unconditional, warm, welcoming love that comes from you. And your scripture tells us over and over again that there is. And that, in fact, w with all these differences, we're all more of a mess than we care to admit. But in Christ now, through Jesus and through what happens in Holy Week, we are, though we're a mess, we are more loved and accepted than we ever imagined. That you've entered into the mess, that you've taken on the legacy of failure in order to bring us up out of it and bring us home. Would you speak to us through that grace this morning, wherever and however each of us needs to hear it and how each of us, all of us need to hear it as a community walking on a journey together. In Jesus name, amen. The Palm Sunday story in this passage that we have today in the Gospel of Mark 
Um, they're all a little bit different how each gospel tells it. This one is a little bit like a parade happening during the pandemic. It's, you know, a parade during a pandemic, and, and there have been some attempts, I think. Um, it's, it, you know, it's like there's social distancing, there's worry, there's masks, there's temperature checks, all of it to the point at which you say, what is the point? Kind of zap all the paradeness out of the parade. And Jesus here, did you see how the story ends the way that Mark tells it? Did you notice? Unbelievable. All this, all this um, pomp and circumstance. And then it says, Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the 12. That's where he came from. Before the, I mean, he turns around and goes back. It ends in awkwardness. Parades, we know, the, we know the vibe of a parade. We know the dynamic of, of this kind of thing. The dynamic is a carefree mood. You're invited into a sort of put your cares aside, celebrate, enjoyment, peace. And, it, and historically, if the parade involves one key figure that everyone's kind of following and, 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 and that figure is leading them into a key city, this means this person is a leader and a, pol a potential political leader, a potential, uh, if the words they're using are king, then this usually has the meaning of victory has been earned and the city is ours and the fight is over and it's time to celebrate. And nothing can be farther from what Palm Sunday, the Palm Sunday parade, is saying. And Jesus has put a whole bunch of production value into this, the way Mark tells it. You know, you got the secret code word for the donkey. You got the cloaks laying and sitting on this thing a certain way, certain kind of animal, certain kinds of things they're holding and waving, and a certain scripture passage they're quoting and singing out loud. First century special effects all to make a point, but it's not the expected point. And so it's troubling. It's foreign to us and to the original audience, and it's confusing, and it is not easy. This week for many people, some of you perhaps, and friends of yours, family members of yours, will be involving spring break. There will be some spring break vibes that are not that much different from the parade vibe, right? Excitement, relaxed, carefree enjoyment. And that perhaps is a good thing because it will highlight, it will even, I think it will even put the, the a microscope on and exaggerate the, the um, contradiction between our expectations and what Holy Week is. The mood of spring break versus the mood of Holy Week. I'm not going to be suggesting that you put aside all whole, all spring break vibes this week and just be, you know, a sour dour person. No, I'm just, I think just 
just notice the contrast. Holy Week is a muddled, heavy, confusing, bewildering path. Jesus is saying in this story, okay, now I've got your attention. That's essentially what, what's happened. Jesus is doing this all for a reason, all for a point. He's saying, okay, now I've got your attention. Through this spectacle of a parade. Now that he's got your attention, now you're entering into the confusion. And he turns around and walks back to Bethany. Because only if you and I wake up to the questions of this week is it possible that we can experience the power of this week. Only if we enter into the questions of Holy Week can we benefit and be in any way connected to the, the power of the events of Holy Week. What are the questions? What are the questions of this week? I mean, I've, I, friends, I, I love the Bible. I love reading the Bible. And this week, I've been spending my time as I've pondered this passage and listening for God's voice. I've been spending a lot of time just listening to over and over again through uh, this Bible app I have, the, these chapters, chapter 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 in Mark. And the questions in this passage and all around this passage are, who is Jesus and what is he up to? And it's, it, 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 it's no better. These questions are, are, are just as much, it, probably the most asked just by this passage itself. Who is Jesus? Who is this person on the cult? Who is this person? And turning back around to Bethany after coming into Jerusalem, what is he doing? What's he up to? And the, these chapters don't give you all the answers. They give you the questions for this week. And then if you have the questions, you can begin to explore with curiosity all that this week is meant to have you explore. And as you do so, and as I've, I've done so through these past, I've noticed, I've noticed some clues, and that's about what we start to get in Holy Week. Right before this passage, there's this uh, really cool place that reminds me of something that always, it just always amazes me not just in the Gospel of Mark, but the other Gospels, that Jesus was basically giving his fans and his followers an itinerary of Holy Week in advance. He knew exactly what was going to happen. He's not shying away from it or running from it. It's going to happen and it's going to have some kind of meaning. And so he says over and over again, and, and we're told he says this again to them, uh, verse, chapter 10, verse 33, we are going into Jerusalem. We are going into Jerusalem. And the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. Listen to this itinerary. They will condemn him to death and hand him over to the Gentiles, who will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later, he will rise. A clue. Jesus is giving them an itinerary of exactly the bewildering, confusing things that are going to happen. And they don't understand it. Then, right after this passage, Jesus talks in a parable, and he says in chapter 12, A man planted a vineyard, put a wall around it, dug a pit, the wine press, and built a watchtower. 
Then he entered the vineyard. To, uh, uh, he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. At harvest time, he sent a servant. Now Jesus is in this parable. Just spoiler alert: he's he's talking about the Old Testament prophets, okay, and how he how God sent prophets to the people. He says at harvest time he sent a servant to the tenants to collect from them some of the fruit of the vineyard, but they seized him, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Then he sent another servant to them. They struck this man on the head and treated him shamefully. He sent still another, and that one they killed. He sent many others. Some of them they beat, others they killed. He had one left to send, a son whom he loved. He sent him last of all, saying, they will respect my son. Who is Jesus? And what is he up to? What does it mean that this parable of identity saying, well, there were the prophets God sent, and then there was the son. What does it mean that that also echoes for us the story of Jesus' baptism when a voice from heaven said, this is my son. What does it mean for us that that also echoes and ties us in way back in the Bible to Abraham when God said, take your son, your only son, up onto the mountain, the son whom you love. As Abraham is given this test of faith to sacrifice his beloved son, what does all of this mean that Jesus wants our minds to go there on Holy Week? The people in this passage, following Jesus, putting their attention on Jesus, they have very simple actions. Put a cloak down. Say a secret password to the don to the people who ask them about the donkey. Um, wave a branch. Say some words. Sing a song. And you and I, this week, you might have simple actions that are given to you in a sense by God. You might not think of it that way. You know, text a friend, visit a family member, deposit a check, make a donation, um, clock into work, or get in the car and go somewhere for a day off, bake some bread, eat a meal. Simple actions of this week in which you have the chance to keep your eyes on Jesus and ask these questions over and over. Who is Jesus and what is he up to? And if at all possible, I don't know if your favorite way is to use an audio Bible app or to have a quiet place when you get up in the morning or before you go to bed. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe a meal time or a bedtime with children. But can you chew on these passages? Pick one of the Gospels or use the Gospel of Mark. That's one of the shortest ones. And just dive into these stories. And, and it's okay if you don't get it. It's okay if you don't have the answers. But dive into these questions. Who is Jesus? And what is he up to? 
You want the unprecedented power that Jesus offers through Holy Week. And that is the power that launched the Christian faith into a thing and didn't die with Jesus. If you want this power, you have to get to it through these difficult questions. You have to muddle through the bewilderment of Holy Week. And with all the other things going on, spring break, vaccination appointments, trips or work, drudgery, Zoom meetings, all of the rest, can you be entering in this week to these questions? Who is Jesus and what is he up to? Let us pray. Our heavenly God, join us through your Holy Spirit this week. We need you and our world needs the healing and grace that you provide. May we grab hold of your grace and stop clutching on to all the unproductive things that we set our hearts on, the idols and the false hopes. May we walk with you this week, the journey to Jerusalem, the journey to being arrested and handed over, crucified, and the hope of Easter morning, the resurrection of the dead. In Jesus' name we pray, the risen one. Amen.